Hey, good day, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. We have the Santa Clarita Insider Show. We have a great guest. Tim and I are bringing on another Tim. Tim Slaminski. He's with, of course, Draper and Kramer Mortgage Corporation, a President's Club member and a loan officer. Been at this a very long time. Good friend of the show here. I want to bring him on to discuss some of the things that maybe you don't even know what to ask for with regard to lending and also maybe bringing some of the truth to the forefront. How are you both doing today? So glad to see you both. Wonderful. Good morning, Connor. Good to see you again. Good to see you as well, my friend. So Tim, thank you so much for coming on. I know we have a lot of great questions. We're going to have a lot of people tuning into the show. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. I really look forward to it. Perfect. So let's get into this. So you've been in lending for quite a while. Give us a little background, please. Catch us up to kind of where you are, what you're doing slowly. Well, I, I, I've done all facets of lending. Um, I started in 1980 um, in the automotive industry, from the automotive industry to the RV industry. And then in 2000, I got into the mortgage industry. So I've seen every kind of uh, recession uh, that we've gone through and so many different things. It's a long time, long time. You've seen a lot. I know I've been doing this since uh, 98. Tim, other Tim, Tim on the show has got a background in it as well. The real estate end of it, at least both of us do. So wanted to talk about that. So one of the things out there, a lot of there's all these different programs, a lot of people, uh, you know, trying to buy houses with these interest rate fluxes, the higher interest rates, which I guess historically aren't bad. They're they're actually a lot lower than they have been on average since interest rate records were kept. Is that right? Yes. So that being the case, you know, a lot of people are very concerned with, you know, getting these different types of financing. There's a lot of different programs out there. Are there any out there maybe people need to watch out for? I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but I know that there's a program called a three-two-one buy-down that Tim and I have even talked about on the show that other people have out there lenders, and they're offering it like it's you know the best thing since sliced bread. Right. What can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's it's not for everybody, um, and here is the thing on the three-two-one buy-down. It is a participation agreement between the seller. So the seller has to agree to pay uh, for the three, two, one buy down. What that means is that the first year, the interest rate is 2% lower than the, um, the initial start rate. From qualification purposes, though, you're still qualifying at the initial interest rate. So let's say it's a 5.5% loan. Um, your qualification is at five and a half percent. So if we have the seller paying that fee and that fee goes to reducing the payment over the two year period, um, again, keeping the same initial interest rate for qualification purposes, <clears throat> my recommendation is, well, if they're going to do that, let's get them to pay the points to buy the interest rate down rather than doing the three, two, one buy down, because each year on the three, two, one, the payment's going to go up rather than having a lower payment up front on a standard conventional 30 year fixed rate product. Um, but if you are going to do it, um, it has to make sense. If you're, I did one recently for a client, they had a $170,000 loan. Well, on a $170,000 loan, it wasn't significant 
And it was very confusing to the client because they didn't fully understand what was being sold to them, even after I educated them. Mm -hmm. So my personal opinion is if you're going to pay points, you're going to get the seller to contribute, get the interest rate lower. I see. Very, very good. Starting out that way instead of going into this program. Correct. Now, if they are in the program and they do refinance, the funds that are still sitting in that account in the three to one buy down get refunded to the consumer. So there is a plus to that. Interesting. Well, I, I just hope everybody explains, you know, Tim and I, we always talk about you know, all the scams going on out there and people just don't have enough explained to them. I mean, some, sometimes it's too much information, mm -hmm. but at least, you know, let me know how I'm going to get taken. Just explain it to me. So I know. <laughs> hey, Tim, did, did I understand that right? You're, you're, you think better than the three, two, one is just to have it bought down entirely during the entire course of the loan. Is that what I understood? Sure. Correct. Okay. So, you know, with, uh, with the way the market is right now, all we're really doing for the consumer is setting them up for a refinance. Rates will come down. It's I don't think we'll ever see what we saw in the last two years. But, you know, at the same time, let's get them into the house. Let's get them the lowest payment possible with the least amount of money out of their pocket. Then what we do is in partnership, we as the realtors and the loan officers are constantly in front of the client and educating them as to what is going to be the best thing for them. And are you, is it, are they doing this because you can get a better effect on your payment, adjusting the interest rate versus a better price on the home? Is that, well, does that work? Well, my, my feeling on that is okay. In real dollars, if we're asking for a discount on the home, the correlation of that is you're better off to take the credit towards closing costs because that's real dollars. And if you're going to reduce the interest rate, let's say a quarter of a point, a quarter of a percent, you're also going to be able to qualify them for a higher priced home. So again, if you're doing the three, two, one buy down, you're going to qualify them at the start rate rather than the lower rate that you would by getting a um, seller credit towards points. So higher qualification, so they'll be able to buy more home and at the same time, they'll actually be able to have a lower payment. It was kind of, you know, Tim, it was kind of more of a, it was like a presentation for us by, by different lenders. They kind of came into the office and this was one way to try to get the seller to maybe see that you have more tools to offer. Instead of maybe them discounting them their their house thirty or forty thousand, you say, "Hey, for fifteen grand, if you kind of give that to the buyer, that gives them this three, two, one buy down. Then you get to attach that with a lender, a specific lender that does that product and really loves it." So, I think it was sold more as a. And I think what Tim's saying with the just buy your interest rate down, don't gamble, don't do the three, two, one, all that. Just just say, hey, seller, can you buy this down? What does that cost? And I don't know. Is that a big difference, Tim? I know there's a lot of variables in buying down an interest rate, but is there any way you can put a number on that or it depends totally on FICO score and it's it's FICO, it's FICO driven, um, it's loan to value driven. So um, you know, as and the other thing that's going on right now is what is called the they were talking about the doom and gloom that's hitting May 1st about the loan level price agreements. 
Um, these have already been factored into interest rates for uh, most banks. So oh. we're, we're going to be still having a stable market in uh, loan rates. Um, what we hope for in, in our industry is a bad day in the stock market, which means there's going to be more money put into mortgage-backed securities, so we have lower interest rates. Um, but getting back to your question is, what is, in my opinion, what is best for the client? I would say, let's get, if the seller is willing to contribute, let's use that towards outlay, because most people don't have an extra fifteen to $20,000 towards closing costs. They're maxing out what they have right now to get into the home. So the seller's willing to contribute. It's still the same thing. If the three, two, one, or it's going to be your uh, contribution, it's the same thing. It's just a matter of delivery. Does that, that makes make a lot of sense. It, it really does. That's something that really, I think needs to be clarified you know, case by case, and everybody should know kind of what they're getting into before they do accept this kind of a program. The other question I had, I know Tim's got a bunch of stuff for you too. As far as the Fed rate goes, I know that we talk about whenever we hear this on the news and people hear it, they say, oh my gosh, the Fed is going to increase or decrease rates. So that's what they hear. But that doesn't necessarily correlate to that interest rate being raised. Doesn't sometimes or most of the time that's the bank's the rate the banks trade and borrow money back and forth? Is Correct. that what they talk about? And then how does that impact what a person might get from you? Well, um, first of all, the Fed funds rates are overnight lending to banks. What does that mean to a consumer? If you take a look at your credit card statement, your credit card statements right now, the, most of the credit cards that are out there have a start rate of 24 to 29%. So as the Fed is increasing the rate, guess what? Your interest rate on your card's going up. What does that mean to you? Your payment's going up. Now, when the Fed makes a move, you know, usually it's anticipated as far as what they're going to do. Well, this year, uh, the last year and a half, the Fed has really, between Janet Yellen um, and our uh, uh, Fed chair, they're not on the same page. So we have had uh, increases in rates that were not expected. So when that happens, it affects the mortgage market. So we buy in mortgage-backed securities. We don't buy from the Federal Reserve. So mortgage-backed securities are affected. So if they do something that is not expected, everybody's pulling their money out of mortgage-backed securities and they're going into the stock market. So it's a matter of where they're moving money from. Very good. That's clear. That makes a lot of sense. That you know, Tim, does that, it seems, it seems like there's, uh, you had mentioned the date of May 1st, that there's some changes and I didn't, I don't think, I think I gave you a little bit of heads up on this before, but uh, is this coinciding with that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac changes that are taking effect May 1st with the, I guess it's the interest rates being adjusted it's, for people with good credit versus bad credit it's called loan level price agreements or pricing um, i just want to share this is what i i pulled up just to share with what we're talking about here and I'll, I'll leave this up if this is helpful well it um in in regards to that um there's a matrix that goes along with it 
this is the doom and gloom, you know, marketing piece of many loan officers right now. Interest rates are going to go up. Well, first of all, that effective rate is not May 1st. It's been pushed back to April 1st. That's not being publicized right now. Uh, secondly, uh, most banks, mortgage back, uh, mortgage bankers such as Draper and Kramer have already priced that into our, our uh, rates. So we've already agreed to that. Um, if in this particular scenario, um, when I read the matrix, it's it hits the consumer that has a high FICO score with a low down payment. So the person that has a 740 plus credit score is usually doing an 80% loan to value. The person with the 620 is usually doing a 95 to 97.5% uh, loan to value. So it's not hitting them as hard as it would the consumer that has a higher score with less down payment. And But that is being priced into our rates currently. So the way this reads when you watch the news is there it's reading as if in and that's the way they make it sound that it's it's good people with good credit are subsidizing those with bad credit is that what's happening in reality um is it part of that it maybe? yes and no yeah uh it's a yes and no so um when they say it's a one and three quarter fee what does that correlate to as far as effective interest rate it's probably an eighth of a percent in rate so it's not as drastic as everybody makes it to be so this is fees not not necessarily interest rate it does it's not interest rate at all interesting wow so how, yeah boy fee? it looks so it looks so much like it even though it says fee it's like wow it's interest rate yeah oh, that's why that's Very why it was clever that's why it was it was it was confusing on the news. They kept saying uh, rates or sorry yeah. fees, but then they would go into talking about the effect on interest rates as if it were, you know, correlated. Yeah, and you know, and here's the thing: if you yesterday and the day before, if you were watching all the Facebook ads, oh my God, everybody and his brother was you know making comments. You know, it's now time. You need to do this immediately. Well, hurry, yes, we want to get the people off the fence. It's much like, and I hate to go into this, but the California Dream Program, where the uh, state of California put in $300 million towards the uh, the 20% down payment. Well, oh, complete, right, right. complete misrepresentation by a majority of the loan officers because they weren't telling the consumer exactly what it was. I'm not going to sugarcoat for anybody. I'm not the loan officer for anybody. But I'm a dad, and I when I'm talking with young people, I'm going to make sure they fully understand exactly what they're getting, because we all know our business is repeat and referral. I've been in lending for 43 years. I'm going to tell you the truth. You may not want to hear it, but I'm going to deliver what I say, and I'm also going to educate you, because the last thing in the world we want, especially, Connor, you know this, um, we don't want anybody coming back to us and saying, well, you never told me that. Um, and there's people that modify the truth. I'm not going to modify the truth. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. Love it. That's the way it is. I know we all, well, all three of us have a lot in common. We uh, don't like a lot of people in our own industry. <laughs> well, you, you can't call people liars. So if you say modify the truth, you're politically correct. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, very nice. Modify the truth. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Connor, oh, do you have any? Really I know in our in our notes here, we were talking about uh, kind of lending one on one loan programs. Did you want? Was there anything else you had for Tim? Because I had I had some divorce specific questions. Something we kind of talked off line about. Okay. I just had the, the one thing that I think people listening or kind of want to know, and I'm going to throw it out like everybody gets hit with. What do you think about those interest rates coming up? Do you think this is going to be something that's actually going to come down those two points? Remember, they were talking about this real smart guy. He saw the historical record of <clears throat> loan programs and stuff. And he says, well, because this particular scenario is what it is, loan points are probably going to come down or interest rates come down a couple. Remember all that talk? different people had is that do you think that's going to happen over time or is that just we 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 anticipate rates to come down um i listen to on a daily basis bear habib with um um his company and uh yeah that's the one yeah yeah um and they until the word recession is spoken about on a daily basis and acknowledged by the federal government you know, especially the Treasury Secretary, um, we're not going to see that. But once it does happen, we're going to see a reduction in interest rates. We have been seeing that right now. We've come down, I would say, about three quarters of a percent in interest rates in the last three to four weeks. This morning, um, the mortgage-backed securities were down 10 basis points, which means interest rates are better today than they were yesterday. So it's a daily occurrence. Um, and when Biden announced his uh, uh, bid for re-election, I think it was, you know, everybody was acknowledging that. So that's the geopolitical thing that happens in finance. Very nice. Tim, you have the ball. Let's uh, let's let's listen to some of that divorce talk. I love it. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on, Tim, because we have um, <clears throat> the clients we handle. A lot of people have homes, obviously, and they um, want to sometimes keep the home for a variety of reasons. But that can get a little complex um, because they're going through the process, depending on where they're at in the process, et cetera. But the first thing I wanted to ask you about is, and we were talking about this a little bit offline, is um, the discussion in regards to uh, the equalization payment in a divorce using a finance uh, to do that for that that uh, buyout that there's, I wouldn't call it a special program, but I guess um, reduction interest rates, and maybe some other benefits. Could you give us the details on that? Okay. So this gets back to what I mentioned uh, uh, previously, loan level price adjustments. So in a divorce situation, a divorce situation is the same as a settlement of estate. So if a husband and wife are getting divorced, one's buying out the other, and they need cash out to do that, we do not hit them for the loan level price adjustment on that. We consider it as a rate and term refinance. So it it uh, gives them the normal interest rate versus a cash out refinance. And that would be, if I understood you correctly, is that they'll get today's current rate on the full, um, is this a refi entirely or is it a, a second mortgage? It's a complete refi. Because in a divorce settlement, it's usually written, and you know you you know this better than anybody, Tim. Is one of them wants off title, 
One of them wants off title so they can move forward. So one of the things that I do, and you know, I've been very fortunate, I've been able to work with both parties. And I also make sure that, you know, when I'm working with Mary, Bob's not going to know exactly what Mary's doing. And, you know, Mary's not going to know what Bob's doing. We have to make sure that we separate that relationship. And, you know, we say, okay, here's what we're doing. Okay. He, he doesn't really care. He's going to have to quit claim off the property. And it does not have to be done prior to the full settlement of the divorce. It can be done with an executed separation agreement signed off by the courts. So they can do that process prior to yeah. the finalization of the divorce. Makes sense. So the 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 benefit is it's a... It, Maybe you could explain that more for me. The the rate and term refi, how, how is that more beneficial? Is the interest rate at current rates versus their old rate? I mean, they still could get a big jump, right? If they're somewhere in the 4% and they're going to end up somewhere in 6 plus, is that is that there, change at all? It's going to be at whatever the current rate is. Okay. So whatever the current rate is, if they were at 3.5, they're going to lose that 3.5. Okay. Now, the um, situation being, let's say they decide that they're going to want to keep that mortgage payment, okay, you would have to have a separation agreement in place. Um, Bob's still going to be on title, even though um, the property, uh, they may have taken out a second to uh, give the money. But let's say Mary doesn't make the payment. Guess what? Bob's still going to be stuck on that loan. It's going to hit his credit report. So if one of the parties decides not to pay on his bills or she doesn't want to pay on the mortgage, it's going to affect his credit. So it's always better for them to start fresh and then we set them up for refinance and just follow our path. Yeah. Our clients have come up with some creative ideas lately because of this this issue they want to keep the home but they just can't see you know some people have rates in the you know mid to high twos Correct. and they just they just don't they're trying to find any other way to get the money out uh for the buyout because they just it just doesn't make sense to them to um you know go you know double their rate so they're doing seconds and and even deferring um you know payment or the buyout in the future to maybe wait two or three years. And like you're saying, hopefully rates come down and then do the refi and do the buyout at a later time. So they're getting very creative um, in what they're doing uh, in, in an effort to try and keep the house. I agreed. You know, they, they have to, everybody has to look out what's going to be best for their pocketbook. Um, you know, but if it's in a situation where they just hate each other and they want to move forward, you know, one person says, I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to make the payment on the house. Um, then, you know, you just do what you need to do. But I agree. Be creative. And that's, you know, one of the things that's really important is always thinking outside the box. That's one of the fortunate things is we handle only amicable cases. So both parties are usually in agreement trying to make things work and, and uh, up for any anything that works, especially when it comes to the kids. You know, they, if they, they can make an agreement even to keep the house, even though it's riskier, uh, you know, don't know what's going to happen with rates or home values. But their interest is, you know, keeping the kids in the home and making that work. They're they're getting pretty creative on what they come up with, which is nice. You know, it's all about the family, you know, and and anything. I think in lending, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the client. Whatever is best for the client is best for me. 
Yeah. And, and to tag off of that, the other, the other question I had for you was refinance issues in the middle of a divorce or in, in a divorce process and, and, and maybe things that you see that come up that are issues with people trying to do these buyouts. And I'll give you, for instance, we've had people who you know, are in the middle of a divorce and they are either purchasing a home or they are going to do the refinance. And on occasion, they'll, you know, they'll call me and say, hey, the underwriter or the lender is saying, I need to see your divorce decree because I need to know if you are paying alimony or child support or something, some other factor that would you know, inhibit them from qualifying from, for the loan. And if we're in the, the middle of the divorce, there obviously is no divorce decree. There isn't anything signed by the parties yet. There isn't a court order to that effect. Um, are you seeing uh, did, like that come up as an issue in people in the middle of the, of the process? Well, if, if we have, if we have in the separation agreement, any acknowledgement of that there's going to be spousal support, then that's going to, that's, so if, if the husband is the main breadwinner and in the separation agreement that is executed by the courts, it mentions that he or she has to pay alimony, it's going to affect their ability to loan because it's a payment. So we right. have to hit them for the payment. And we've had cases where there was not going to be any alimony, but their divorce hadn't finalized yet. So it wasn't an official court order. Are you seeing, I know you're not, you don't do underwriting, I don't believe, but are you having underwriters come back and saying, we need this in a certain stage of the process? Because we've had underwriters tell me, um, I just need them to sign some agreement um, that shows that there's not going to be spouse support. Uh, all the way to the end of where some underwriters have said, not only do we need to say none and that they signed it, but also needs to be signed by the judge, which obviously in a six month you know, process in California, that they could be several months off from that actually happening. Until any agreement is fully executed by the courts, it has to be, you have to have an execution agreement in place. So it has to be signed off by the courts. There's no so way you, around you would it. have that same issue. Yeah. Yes. Everybody yeah. would. Cause we had, we had someone call us in, in not a lot of people will do their own thing uh, and not let me know about it, but they'll say, Hey Tim, I put a deposit down on a home and um, you know, I need to release my contingencies on the deposit. And the, now the lender's saying, I need the finalized divorce decree and we're only three months into a six month process. And I tell them that's, that's not something I can get you, you know, and I'll usually try and talk to the underwriter and see what document they may need other than, as you're saying, an executed, you know, court signed uh, settlement agreement. Well, again, we can, there's two things. There's a separation agreement versus divorce decree. So if we have an executed separation agreement, we can move forward with that because again, that's clearly defining what the terms are. Okay. The, the, uh, divorce decree is going to, you know, talk about, you know, custody, you know, dishes, knives, and all the different things, who gets to keep what, but all right. we really care about is the financial aspect of it. Yeah. makes sense. That was my questions, Connor. Oh boy, you know that's a that's good information, Tim. I have to say you are probably the most transparent lender, not to overuse a word that I've ever met. And I love your candor. 
I love the way that you just throw it out there and this is what it is. Eat it if you want it. Leave it on the plate if you want. You can even give it away. I really don't care. But you got that mindset and I love that. I love working with you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate everybody's time. And Tim, great catching up with you again. Yeah, you as well. Very good. We look forward to uh, having you. Yeah, and we'll have you on again. Any new programs come out, Tim, let us know. We'd love to have you on for a short one just to talk about what's happened in the lending world. I know it's on everybody's mind, that's for sure. Well, gentlemen, have an amazing rest of your day. You as well, brother. We'll recap later. Thanks again. Yeah, great having you on. Bye-bye. So that was oh. awesome, right? Look at that, yeah. huh? How fancy. Yeah. Very good. Very wow. good. Good information. Oh, right? You know, and, no, you had a lot of good stuff to ask. Yeah, you know, and as much as it changes in the lending, uh, you know, that's that could be a monthly recurrence having Tim on and, and talking about the uh just the changes that are happening. Yeah, he's just nice, right? Just nice. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Yeah. Hundred percent. I know you're real emotional like that. You like that, you like that touchy feely stuff. I know. For sure. I know, for sure out there. Okay, so a lot of people. So Henry Belafonte. Uh huh. He's dead. He's dead. Remember him, Harry Belafonte? I I do not. Oh, really? It, what didn't he sing that song um, from uh, from Be- Beetlejuice? Uh, hey oh. Ayo, isn't that, isn't that what Harry, come on, I, find the music, I'm, come on, he's saying something. I'm, I'm looking right at his face, and uh, no. He's not, not coming forward on you? No. Maybe you're just not, not, uh, not ringing a bell. Wow. Yeah. I think he did, he's, okay, anyway, all right, never mind. We're going to miss yeah. you, Harry. I have some crime stats for us. Please show me. Maybe we should start with, um, did you see the in and out situation? <laughs> <laughs> okay i did and let's put that up but i don't understand what the hell could have happened to that drive-through i don't understand my wife had some good questions for us that i think we should go back and forth on to see what what is the protection in some of these things so here okay, here it is this weekend in our local in and out okay which one is this one this must be canyon country the, the I, canyon I think country they said it's stevenson there? ranch stevenson ranch uh, drive-through yeah, the one over there uh, off the lion. I guess it does. Yeah, I don't remember that big retaining wall, but that's cool. I just don't remember. Yeah. So apparently, just to kind of go over what's happening, no one knows what happened preceding this, but the only thing I could guess that would happen would be that they cut each other off trying to get into the drive-through. Because uh-huh. what else, what other conversation can you have with someone? But apparently, unless maybe they throwing, tap the bumper. Apparently, what she, yeah, or that, right? But apparently, what the uh, the folks in the white car in front are throwing bleach onto the vehicle. And there, there she is, That's beating not on good. the car. Oh, yeah, there she is, beating on the car. There we go. Oh, very, come on, very that aggressive. Yeah, the comments also saying, Why did that, that, like that lady have so much in her car? Any guesses on that? Yeah, they did have a lot of liquid in there. Yeah. Oh, and then you got the people helping there. He's helping. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. So anyway, this goes on and on. I'll just fast forward a little bit. Goes on for a few minutes. But they just keep getting out of the car over and over again. Yeah. getting the process. They just can't let it go. You know, and that's so. probably completely sober. That's what's really scary. What's that? I bet you everybody is completely sober. 
Do you think? Oh, absolutely. I maybe I the bleach bottle. One of those people were intoxicated at all. I'm, I'm really serious. That's what's scary. If they were drunk, you kind of get it. Oh wow, they're just a little sensitive because they're drunk. Yeah. But oh no, I think I think they were all sober. Maybe the bleach bottles were open and uh, in the car. Yeah, I don't know. Is that okay to throw bleach on people? That can't so, be good. That was the discussion. So what uh, we were having the discussion yesterday, and and you know we were both in law enforcement. So my in the past, but my wife was like, because well, you know, this is happening more and more in society in our town here in Santa Clarita, and she's asking what what should I do if that happened to me? And the only thing you can say I can say is just don't do, just don't get involved in it to begin with. But if that happens, you know. What are you gonna do? Get out of the car and then get punched in the face, and then and no, then you know. I I would stay in the car and make them come after me. I think yeah, because lock, I said, if you, that's why I said lock lock the door, call nine one one, get someone out there to stop the you know stop it from happening because you know they're not even prosecuting these things as crimes. So I, so I said, okay, what's the worst thing I think that could be considered? You know, if they they threw bleach or some chemical on someone. What wasn't there? A, ADW. A, yeah. Well, could you go assault a deadly weapon? Caustic chemical, you know? Bleach is corrosive by nature and can irritate or burn your skin or eyes as well as particularly sensitive mucous membranes like those inside your mouth, nose, and lungs. I don't know. Sounds like ADW to me. Yeah. But I don't but even I mean, know. They, do they arrest people? You're right. That's the good point. I forget. I'm still living yeah. on that old time. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's just... Um... Who's that guy? Um, I'm trying to, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now, but who's, I don't know if you follow him. He's a Navy SEAL guy, does, uh, wrote a book. Um, um, I don't know why I can't think of his name. I'm trying to go through my feed here on Facebook, but. Um, David, David Goggins. Not him, just the other one that keeps. That other, the, other the white keeps, guy? Yeah, the white guy. Uh, you remember? I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, right here, right here. Jocko? Yeah, Jocko. Jocko. So he's, thank you. So he's a big, you know, MMA guy, Navy SEAL, you know, he obviously can handle himself in, in, you know, in good shape and all that. And someone asked him, what would you do if someone challenged you to fight? And he said, I would turn and run the other way. And and the answer was, you know, the answer was shocking to people because, um, because obviously he can't handle himself and he wouldn't have any issue in most cases, right? Mm -hmm. Taking care of business. But he Probably said, look not. at what, you know, so you, so let's, let's say that that happens and what's, what happens after that? So he says, you're never not going to be injured, right? Something's going to happen. But then and the fallout, somebody gets, so hurt, every, gets civil hurt. suit and, you know, everything else that comes down after that. And he says, now, um, if you put your hands on me and you leave me no choice, then obviously I'll take care of business. But I think people were shocked that he said they would just turn, you know, he would turn and run. And, you know, he's being, you know, giving a, um, being dramatic about that but his his point is to avoid at all cost you know even if you're being challenged absolutely no yeah. i totally agree we saw and see back in the day i think even when we were growing up we're you know in our 50s here i think i can speak for myself at least i'm not going to lay you out but you know when we were younger it wasn't it was you kind of fought and it was over there wasn't a lawsuit or there wasn't a, there nobody was suing anybody and you just kind of moved on that. This is a whole different time. And you were saying the, the car, you know, your beloved was talking about in the car, get in or get out. I think there's a lot more advantage. Well, if somebody doesn't, isn't armed by staying in the car, because if they're going to go all the way and start beating on your car, it's only property. 
Right. Yeah, they would be doing exactly. that to your body. So stay in there. If they break that window, if they break, let's say, the passenger side window, you can move anywhere in the car. Yeah. But let's just say they break that window. That's a pretty big advantage, grabbing onto limbs coming into that window as they're trying mm-hmm. to grab you. You can you can force those against all corners of that window. Yeah. You it's it throws them off guard. It's a very they're less tactically sound coming into the window mm-hmm. than uh, you are at risk by by staying in the car. I think you should yeah. stay. I think staying in the car is better. I, I think that anyway. The the question the yeah the, and the question was okay so law enforcement gets like well if they were live and see what happened they'd probably say hey this was you know you guys are both equally at fault i mean obviously it appeared that one was the aggressor over the other but at the end of the day they both mm-hmm. threw stuff at other cars and you know what I, what are they going to do take a take a report saying that each other did the same thing i said no one's going to go to jail you know, it's all, that was all emotion. Mutual combat, right? That's what they say. Mutual yeah. combat. Remember that uh-huh. back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, you're probably right. I don't know, but you know, the, the, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how they, how crimes are investigated. We should get a deputy on it, figure how all this works. Do you take people to jail? What if I, what if I ran through the mall and snatched somebody's phone off their table and kept running? Yeah. What, yeah. what does that look like? Well, it looks actually, different. You know, Hopefully it looks different here in California than it does in Chicago. Because you can just you <laughs> right. can just walk right out of Walmart. Uh, they showed people. I should have pulled that up uh, during the oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah. Showed, can you find it? They showed people eating food, um, just eating, just ha- grabbing food off the shelves and eating it right uh-huh. there in Walmart, and then walking oh. out. Just go go there for a free lunch. Um, they had uh, people just walking out with with clothes. Um, if you find the link, send it over, and I'll I'll put it up. But um, did did you hear uh just keeping up on the crime deal here so and this is this is funny not funny um there was a drug take back on um i think that was saturday let's say 25th so yeah saturday mm-hmm. um and uh so I, I didn't see this i saw this after everything came up but i wanted to give a little help to our local criminals because what happened was in saugus um, sheriff deputies noticed a guy riding a bike, breaking the vehicle code, and then saw him drop two baggies of fentanyl. Oh! I always, I always tease a buddy of mine because he lives in Saugus. I say it's dangerous in Saugus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but if this person knew about the drug buyback and if he was going in the correct direction, he could say he was headed here to drop this off, as opposed to right. You you know the whole it wasn't mine. No, those aren't my pants. That that yeah. wasn't my drugs. So right, I mean that That's I think right. that would yeah. be a suitable excuse. I was going to take this back to the drug take back process. Yeah, he could make the case to the watch commander or whatever uh-huh. they call their you know their yeah. lead deputy there. See if they'll kick him on that or yeah. If it's a felony, I don't know. Is that much fentanyl a felony? I would hope so. So yeah, that, that would be. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. Who I, knows? I would have thought cocaine or meth until I read it. Well, it it might be they might have been on the fentanyl here with all that went on here. <laughs> right. Throwing... uh, I don't know. Maybe it makes you want to lay down. I just I look at those open. You know, I tell I used to tell my kids 
don't don't go anywhere with open toe yeah. shoes, please. Because yeah. what if you get in a fight? You know what they used to say? Dad, people don't fight like that anymore. Thinking, God, open-toed shoes. I mean, what a great target. You got to be yeah. aggressive. They don't have shoes on. Oh, oh, I'm going for those toes. <laughs> Go for the, the toe smash. Oh, yeah. You got to got it. Because, I mean, that one girl gets on that curb right there. And that yeah. lady's outside the car. I mean, they both back down quick. I think the yeah. one on the curb was more aggressive. But her toes are right yeah. there. And as the driver of that Subaru, <laughs> boy. I just uh, just a little that one right there with the uh, red hair, just a little stomp. I'll keep that uh, in mind if we ever if we ever get into a scuffle. You're going for yeah, the toes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We wait. Yeah, you're going if, for the if, toes. You have, if you don't have shoes on, we have, we're gonna yeah. have this. Going to be a bad day for you. I'll tell you <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but going Very back good. to uh, I love to, it. I don't know if it was Chicago or uh, San Francisco or one of these. Areas well, that San they, Francisco they're... is very, that's a very common thing. I'm, I'm trying to look up Chicago. Yeah. I have eating free at Walmart, in Chicago, 9.6 million views. Yeah. That's a TikTok search. Uh-huh. Let's see what that looks like. Blaming Walmart for closing their doors. Oh, you know what I wanted to show you? Gosh, I was looking this up too. Um, there's a store. It was like a uh, Rite Aid. I want you to see this is how bad it's getting. And I feel like uh why is it on there? I feel like I I don't know if people watch as much news as I do, but uh I want to see if I can pull this up. There is a great video on the news where I, I want to say it was Rite Aid, but they had imagine you, you've seen like at Walmart where it's the uh, items are like there's certain cases that are locked up, maybe the makeup or I don't know, ba baby formula or, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. The, like, this... protective cases where the dandruff shampoo is. Exactly. <laughs> if that's what you're in need for. Throwing it yeah. out there, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like to buy a lot of dandruff shampoo. Um, yeah, imagine that throughout um, the entire store, every row, everything locked? completely locked up. Oh, yeah, that would be. I guess that would do it. In In glass. In right. glass, I mean, so you couldn't. It wasn't just like you know, it was like Home Depot. You had to call someone over and say, "Hey, can you put that?" You know, and I, it, they probably don't even allow you to walk away with it. Have you ever gone to Ralph's and you want to buy? Um, so they have liquor, some of the alcohol. fancy, fancy liquor in there. Yeah, yeah. So you go there and they will walk you. You know, say they'll take it to the front and they'll, you know, so everyone gets treated like a common criminal um, when you. Want yeah, to buy yeah. Something. You don't. They don't let you touch it. Yeah. Yeah, that because uh, everything's locked up. But yeah, this it, yeah. store, and I don't know why I can't find it, but it was so fascinating. Every every row, everything was behind glass, and everything had to be opened by an employee before you could even. And then what? They're not going to have you take it out and then put it in your cart. Were they going to everything you buy? They're going to walk up to the front. Yeah, or yeah, I don't. Uh, it's sad that that's where this is going. Yeah, and I don't know if it's gonna. You know, it's a very small percentage, though, still, but they're causing yeah. that small percentage is taking full advantage of the the judicial process, understanding yeah. that they're not going to be held liable for things that happen. Yeah, when I saw that video, it was it was just God, it was surreal. See it. Like, yeah, every, so every every item was they behind have to, Yeah, the so they story. would have to come. Yeah. Yeah, there's some price. That, that'll be a nice little price increase for everything retail. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure not able to, to find it here. I'm trying to find uh, it, too. I'm not saying anything great. 
Hey, if anybody on the watching the YouTube thing, throw it into the chat. <laughs> There's that. Huh? Yeah, help us good? out. Help us out with our yeah, show. Yeah, help us out. Fight us something. Yeah, I don't know if it's right. Yeah, I'm searching right A, but it might have been, you know, Walgreens or. Because you saw those folks in uh, at the different pharmacies up there in San Francisco, like the CVS and the Walgreens. In San Francisco, they just go in and they just take stuff and leave. And nobody can yeah. stop them. Then I had a, pri- a buddy of mine that's in private security out here working for. I don't know if he's, you know how the captains and commanders and folks have those security companies they put together. So he's working with one of these cats. And I forgot the guy's name, but you know, he goes into the South end, different parts of Los Angeles and he's not uniformed. He stores security for 30 or 40 bucks an hour, whatever it is. And he, he confronts these people that come in, they'll come in and they'll take a, like an entire tray of makeup. Or he said the other day he had somebody come into the store. I don't know. It's like Adams and Crenshaw or somewhere kind of, kind of in that area. He had somebody come into the store while he was there and they emptied out a box that was on, that was holding something else. And they went over to the makeup aisle with that box and filled it up and started headed to the door. And I said, what'd you do? He said, I told him to drop the box and they told me to F off. We're going to kill you. Uh, we're going to kill you when you get off work. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm going to go get my buddies. We're going to come back and kill you. If you try to, you know, it's like, what is that? What does that mean? They just take it. They just take they it to the it. extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, so for $40 an hour, let's see, I'm going to die protecting. What's that stuff? Lamcon? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. I mean, I like a little, I like me some Lamcon makeup, but I don't know. But you know that's that's what they're counting on, right? Not doing something due to due to threats, or I mean, yeah. Even if because why why do something? Why take some out? Because you know it's just I think it's in our blood that we'd want to step in, but for what purpose? You 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 get into what can uh, you do? As and a, then for what reason? Did, did he grab them? I I don't well, know. Can can a yeah right now? Who's in the wrong there? Exactly. Because they're not outside yet. Oh, it's yeah. just. It's a big, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole game. I found the, um, the eating free in Walmart. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know you probably won't be able to hear it, but, uh, so, uh, I, can't, I can hardly make out the music. I'm not sure what it's saying. They're not saying, yeah, they're not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the song pre- presumably they didn't pay for that i think that was the uh they just the went in there and started there. eating yeah they're just eating walk out go for lunch it's just amazing there, there was a whole string of that on the news over the weekend they they kind of pair, put everything together with all the people walking out of stores eating inside of uh um you know walmart and whatnot right yeah yeah, it looks Just like that one girl at the the one girl in the b- beginning didn't uh, find the napkin aisle. She should have gotten to the napkin aisle. She had a lot of stuff on her face. So um Andrea says that's a real thing. She commented on our video. She's seen that. Oh, nice. She says seen it. Been there, done that, yeah, seen it. So, yeah, I, I'm insane. sure I'm sure it is. Yeah. Thanks for commenting Andrea and tuning in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Let us let us know what were they eating. They go for the sandwiches or I'm going cookies? moon pie. It looked like moon a moon pie. pie. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know that that residual face crumbs because I've eaten plenty of moon pies in my day. <laughs> so she says they put the wrappers back in the aisle. Well, that's nice. Oh, yeah. He's saying 
They're saying throw it on the floor, I suppose. You know what really bothers me? When you go to the supermarket, you pick something up. Like my kids, they, they pick something up and then we'd get to like the register and then they say, you know what? I don't want this anymore. And then they put it down right there. I said, what are you doing? Go put it down where you got it. Yeah. Go put it back. So yeah. at least they're doing that with the rappers, right? That makes me feel better. So how you know, back in the day when we were cops, so you, you brought up it's not it's not uh theft until you walk out the door, right? Right. You could right. you could stuff your your pants full of merchandise and walk around the store and there's nothing anyone could do about it. It's until no. you, you you breach the door, then that's when the the theft occurs, right? Yeah, that's when they realize you're stealing. <laughs> so at what point does it become theft when you've eaten the food, didn't take the wrapper, it's in your belly, and then you walk out. Wow. Yeah, right? you're still in the I'm store. Just trying to think that, think that through. Where's where's the proof? Where's yeah. the item? <laughs> sad. Prove it. It's yeah, sad. that's a good point. Yeah, sad. that could get very deep. <laughs> that's yeah. great. That's really funny. You know, I... You know, I always tell Ellie every time we see this, we're like, that's it. We're moving to, you know, Idaho, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, right? you know, you name it. But uh, I don't know. I still still love our Santa Clarita. God, I really, yeah. You know what? Everybody else is leaving. I'm I'm pretty good here. I, yeah. I actually like it. I, I'm the same. It's fine. You, you just don't go to the stores. You just, just don't go out. You know, <laughs> Order in. Your house. Yeah. Be a shut-in. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all you need. No, I, I think, you know, I think our 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 local our sheriffs they take care of business they always have yeah and i've never felt i've never felt threatened out here at all no. by anybody anywhere but you know i also you know my my own business too i don't yeah you know i'm not out there to save lives really at this point except you know the you know i'm not really that's not our job anymore yeah yeah so uh biden very good at the uh, young age of 80 has uh, announced his uh intention to stay the president did that yesterday i don't know if you caught boy that. yeah i just i i heard that i think it was a little bit uh late yesterday i heard that on kfi maybe yeah I it was later in the regular radio yeah what do you think about that 80 80 years old i don't know i don't know if he has if he has real problems with recall and his mental acuity yeah. It could appear that way, but you know, we're getting sound bites and snippets and they're being sure. played thousands of times. And by the time you watch one thing being repeated so many times, you start to believe that, wow, maybe this person has a problem. Yeah. I don't know. You know, politics aside, if he's healthy, then I guess he should be able to do what he wants. My if problem he's a detriment is to us. He, he walks like you and I do after leg day all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's probably a little sore <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that 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 is a problem. I'm I'm gonna start watching more. Yeah, you think him falling? If I would have fallen off that bicycle like he did, I probably would have been out for a month. So he might be doing okay. Yeah, that's no <laughs> Remember joke. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I would have recovered. He got up like it was nothing. <laughs> well, you know, to his to his defense, they did put him in those clip in uh, shoes. You ever you ever? <laughs> Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. It's, it's like being in no ski shoes. All locked in. Not a place to go. 
Yeah, yeah no, I, I've, exactly. I've seen those. Do you twist? Do you twist out on the I, bike? I, do you twist out or you? I think it's a twist. I think it's similar yeah, no, to those. I think it's similar to those safety gun holsters where you push down, pull back, and then up. <laughs> Holy, Remember those, those yeah. safety uh, gun holsters? The Safariland SS3 Super Security <laughs> Holster. Yeah, they were they were great. Yeah, they, they all they were lacking was a combination of maybe seriously. voice print and a retinal scan. That yeah, seriously, that would have finally. Oh, oh, they came out with a gun. Did you did you see that? That has a uh, the grip itself has an identifying property to only be able to be used by the person that owns the gun. Oh, really? This is uh, yeah. This came out. Um, let me see. I'll see if I can stick it in the show notes. Yeah. This was very recent. Let's see. You're talking about like a biometric handgun? Yeah, that's what they did. They they did it. Well, it works but when opening up the uh those gun lockers that are thumbprint, right? Fingerprint right? biometric. Yeah. yeah. There was one, and they I guess they kind of did it, but the, the gun itself looked kind of I don't know. It looked a little beefy. Yeah. But I'm trying to see where they did it. Smart gun, smart gun technology. That's what they call it. Mm. But this was something that popped up the other day that I thought it was kind of weird because I hadn't seen anything that had been talking about it. And then this one popped up in the feed and they had taken here. It is Washington post. No, that was, that wasn't recent. Maybe it just popped up in my feed. February 13th, smart guns, every town research. But yeah, they, they sell them. I mean, you can you can buy them. I'm not sure how they work, but you know, you can see it. Some biometric scanner. Yeah. They have a yeah. thumbprint. So a lot of these things have the, and that's the thing. You know, you want to be careful of your firearms. If you're gonna, you know, be responsible, don't leave them around. And if you're gonna leave them around, if they're not on you and you're not armed. You know, however you work out that legal thing, yeah. make sure that there's trigger locks on them or they're in a safe. And a lot of this is about trigger locks, but this one, the, the one I saw was uh, actually uh, did some kind of a scanning of the palm, but it might have just been a fingerprint reader. So hmm. I know CNN's coming out with stuff like that. Or on yeah. the, there they have the articles. Who do we have uh, coming on next week, Hunter? Oh, you know what? That's going to be awesome. We should have the owner of Sabor the local Mexican restaurant here, Mark. You know, if we didn't do this show at 8 a.m., I'd say we could at least have a couple margaritas while we're doing Maybe we could do it <laughs> live on location at the bar. Oh, at the bar, huh? <laughs> and have him there? Sure. Oh, I'll work on that till next week. I think that might be fun. I don't <laughs> Very know good, my mother. Up. I hope they have a good internet. Uh, oh, it should be. Yeah, that's true. We got. We need a wide bandwidth, but maybe we can get access to his Wi-Fi. Sounds good. good I, my I, brother. I it was have, a good show. What's that? It was a good show, my friend. Yeah, for you sure. You were going to say you haven't had what? Uh, I don't remember. Margarita? In a long time? I, 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 was gonna, I think I was going to say I don't think I could do a margarita in the morning. Oh. Oh, sure you could. Come Mimosa. on. Mimosa. Mimosa, well, sure. Whatever. Just do yeah, mimosa, mimosa then. Put yeah. tequila in it. Mimosa, tequila. Fine. Very well, good. yeah, I look forward to talking to... Um, to uh, What's that? Mark. Is it Mark? Yeah. 
Yeah, Mark. I think It'll right now Sabor is my favorite restaurant. Maybe we can get some coupons. Yep, it couldn't hurt. We'll definitely have him on and talk about his dreams and life and why is food so wonderful. <laughs> and it, and dangerously, that's within biking distance on the uh, Paseos for us. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to see a city street or people no. to get there. No. Perfect. But you do have to drive by a church prior to drinking. Yes, very good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Please watch over me today. All right, Connor. Good talking to you. Good show. We'll talk to you You're next well, Tuesday. If you're interested in being on the show, uh, you can uh, let us know. Be happy to have you on. Local business owners or whatever you have like to talk about, we'll bring you on and talk about the news. We'll love it, folks. Please tune in, share with a friend, and hit that subscribe button and that bell for notifications. New show. Thank you very much. Love you all. Mean it. See you, Tim. See you later, Connor. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, brother. Bye-bye.